Hey everyone, and welcome to the Ready Your Future podcast. I'm Todd Sepulveda, your host. Thanks for joining me on this episode. Hey, I don't even know what to do with myself on the way to work. Uh, my my truck is saying that the temperature outside is 63 degrees, and that is a great temperature. I wish it stayed like that all the time. Hey, I wanted to talk a little bit about hurricane preparedness, knowing that Hurricane, hurricane Ian is going to hit Florida I believe the last thing that I read was on Sunday, and it's supposed to hit Tampa. And so that is, uh, you know, they're expecting a lot of, um, well, they're asking a lot of people to uh, go ahead and leave because, uh, you know, Tampa is a big city and there could be a lot of damage and, and all those different kinds of things. So coming from my experience with uh, hurricanes here in uh, the Gulf Coast in the Houston area so I wanted to talk a little bit about it but like everything in preparedness there's a lot of crossover when we're talking about hurricane preparedness and um, I mean, of course it, it, it can really mimic a lot of the other preparedness a lot of this stuff is just basic preparedness ideas but just a couple of things that I've learned uh, things that I do over the years and so I know that a lot of the times I'm speaking to the choir here, but just in case there's new people that are listening, hopefully this can give you uh, some things. Uh, you know, this will be released on Wednesday, uh, actually maybe Tuesday night. I'm recording this Tuesday, so you have a little bit of time, but in, in all honesty, if you are uh, listening to this, I mean, it could be that one of those things where supplies are, are really few and far between. Um, you know in your in your area if you're in Florida, but let's go ahead and, and talk a little bit about this stuff So the first thing is if you're leaving or not if you're evacuating So uh, I did read somewhere that they were asking like 300,000 people to evacuate now in Florida That is it's like a terrible situation because it's like one one way out of the state uh, right and it's like you're going up north and, and so there's big traffic jams, but the, the truth of it is is that you experience that wherever you go and even here in the Houston area so going back to Hurricane Katrina what everybody experienced in New Orleans back then uh, you know I think it was like a month later that Hurricane Rita was supposed to be a direct hit to Galveston and then come up Interstate 45 and it was supposed to be one of these terrible storms and coming off of Katrina and everything that people were, were seeing on the news and everything, the reports, people were freaking out about it. So people started to evacuate. And I mean, for those that didn't evacuate, you were seeing the news reports of how backed up it was and people weren't moving and people were running out of gas. There was people that died on the side of the road during Rita and also during Hurricane Ike, people that were a little bit more medically fragile and people, you know, like they lived in, in a home where maybe they were you know, being taken care of or it was a facility or whatever and they ran out of gas and then it got really hot and, and people died because they didn't, you know, because of the weather and because of uh, lack of, you know, being able to take care of them and all those different kinds of things in evacuating. So if you're evacuating, you really have to hit it super, super early and you just, you need to, to know that or you're going to be stuck in traffic and quite possibly run out of gas, maybe have to leave your vehicle on the side of the road. The other thing that I have thought about, and um, <laughs> I, mean, I, I know people probably would hear this and like, Todd, you're stupid, Don't. that's not you know, good advice. The other thing is like, go really early 
or the other, I guess, bad advice, but I probably, if I was going to evacuate, would probably do it this way, is leave really, really late. Uh, to the point where, you know, like, hey, everybody, you need to, the, the storm is coming. And so, you know, when you see reporters that are out and, and they're like, okay, the storm is, you know, like an hour away, and you look at the streets, everybody has evacuated, the streets are empty. So that means that you need to know where you're going and you need to beat the storm and all those different kinds of things. I mean, you definitely don't want to be caught out in, uh, you know, on the freeway or on the streets when there's really high winds, you know, high winds and, and storms and all that kind of stuff hitting, hitting you. But a lot of the times, if you'll pay attention to those news reports, those people, I mean, the streets are empty. So that's probably not the best advice, but that's probably if I was going to evacuate and I didn't get out super early, that's probably what I would do and just get on the road and, you know, towards the evening time when everybody's kind of cleared out and kind of get out there. But I would for sure know where I was going. Now, personally, I've never evacuated. That's something that we've never decided to do here where we are. I mean, I'm in I'm in the suburbs of Houston on the north side, so, um, you know, we do get hurricane winds, definitely, when, when we experience those. I've seen my trees almost, like, lay down. I mean, it's, it's pretty crazy, but we just never decided to, to, to leave, you know, even with, like, Hurricane Harvey and, and things like that, although the water got really, really high and really close to coming in the, the house, we, we never left. And so that's just one of those things. Remember not too long ago in Florida, a couple of years back, there was this, whoa, this, this guy, almost, like, I guess that's one of the things about driving and talking and this guy was like coming out, almost hit me. All right. Um, <laughs> it was like, I'm not going to use my horn because, you know, it'll be recorded. But at the same time, it was like, dude, what are you doing? Anyway, all right, so uh, you remember not too long ago, it was hitting, and I can't remember which storm it was, but it was hitting a part of Florida, and they evacuated, and so they, uh, everybody left, and then the storm, like they always do, wind up changing. It's the same thing that happened to Rita. It didn't hit Galveston head-on. It went a little bit further east, and it was mostly like wooded area and forest and stuff like that. So uh, the same kind of thing happened. Now there was damage. I mean, this was like beachfront property and stuff like that. So there was damage there, but uh, what wound up happening is when people were coming back, the officials weren't letting them back in. So it was days. I mean, people were like ready to come in and, and authorities were, were stopping them. And you know, a lot of the times it's like one or two police officers, right? I mean, it's not like this big old barricade, but they were holding them back and not allowing them to go in. And everybody that stayed behind was okay. Now, if I was on the beach, I, I would evacuate. I mean, that was that, that would be one of the times when I would evacuate, but where I'm at right now, I wouldn't. But that's one of the things you have to consider. Okay, other things to consider is as you're gearing up, you should have the supplies that you need. You should have water, and if you are not someone who stocks up water right now, you know, buying cases of water as much as you can, I think that's always smart. Um, I, I, I think that is like the easiest entry into water storage for anyone is to go ahead and have those bottles of water. Of course, you can always fill up any kind of container that will hold water, and you can have those there. Um, I have a water bob. I have a, actually a couple of water bobs, and uh, one of the things that I would... Um, you know, so water bottles, like when I bought them, they were like $30, right? 
Now, the last time I looked, there were like 50, but I don't even know if you can really find them with all the, the shortages and everything, and I don't know how much they are. But one of the things about water bobs is um, I probably would be filling it up if I knew it was getting really, really bad. I wouldn't fill it up ahead of time because it's a one-time use, and then after you fill it up, you're, you're kind of done. So even, you know, we, we never experienced our water levels ever going down. I mean, there's contamination and different things like that, right? You got to consider that. And Harvey brought a lot of that, but all the other, and Harvey was like a, a, a you know, a 1000 year storm, right? Is what they said. Um, in all the other uh, situations that we had, the hurricanes that we've had, we've never had water go out, you know? And so it's probably one of those things that for a hurricane, I would wait to the last minute to fill up a water bob, but I would have water in all the other situations. You need to make sure that you have, uh, you know, a way to cook food because you're you're more than likely going to lose power. And so, if you have an electric stove, or even if you have a gas you know, stove, oven, whatever, you don't want to cook in the the home, especially if it's warm. You don't want to add heat, so you want to be able to cook outside somehow. So you want to have a couple of different ways to cook. That's going to be important. You want to top off all your batteries, right? Every single battery. If you have a Jackery or you have, you know, an EcoFlow or you have one of those types of big battery banks, you want to top those off. Every rechargeable battery that you have, every rechargeable battery for your for your um, for your flashlights, uh, every battery bank. You want to charge up your laptops. You want to make sure that your phone is charged up and on, you know, like leave it on charging so that when the power does go on, then at that point you're fully, fully charged. I mean, that's one of those big things that you, that you would want to do and, uh, you, you would want to have. So, you know, as much power as you can, um, if you have a generator, I mean, that's, you know, you want to make sure that you have the fuel and, and, uh, or if you have a dual fuel propane, whatever you have to be able to run your the most important things is going to be running your freezers and your refrigerator so you don't lose your food that's going to be one of the most important things right there um, you know i can deal with a little bit of heat and i can i can deal with that i don't want to lose the food especially since we've been stocking up because of shortages and all the things that you're hearing about you don't want to lose that food in your freezer so if you don't have um if you don't have a generator or if you want a backup to your generator, I always highly recommend having an inverter that you can connect to your vehicle. So that's another thing you want to do. You want to make sure that your vehicles are topped off, have all the gas, it's completely full. So if you have to be able to, um, you run out of fuel with your, with your generator, you can go ahead and connect the inverter to keep your freezers cool and you don't have to keep it running completely you can uh, run it for a couple of hours and it's always good to have some kind of thermometer uh, that you can uh, check up on and definitely uh, they have some that are even wireless now that you can you can connect in there and then you would uh, you know it would send a signal out side of the freezer so you're not having to open that up of course if you don't have that right now that's something that you might want to work on getting in the future so uh, it's definitely another thing that you would want to consider uh, another reason why to fill up your vehicle is uh, not only for you know it's hard to find gas afterwards a lot of the times but sometimes if your house is really really hot and you need just a little bit of time to cool off you can get in the vehicle and you can you can cool off and so you can use the uh you know if you're if you're 
taking care of your freezer or your refrigerator and all that good stuff at the same time you can uh, make sure that you are staying cool in and getting a little bit of, of rest that way okay some other things in dealing with power is if you have a bunch of igloos uh, in, in dealing with your freezer and refrigerator um, if you have a bunch of igloos especially the newer ones I mean some of these newer ones and I've talked about these before in the past where you can fill them up and in, even outside in the shade like if you if they were in the shade they would have cold ice for 72 hours some even longer than that so uh, I mean there there are some that you can invest in but if you have a bunch of igloos I would fill them up with uh, ice so if you got to a point where you completely ran out of cold drinks you, you know especially if it's hot you want to be able to to do that or if you want to if you need to keep things cool or whatever it might be um, you know ice is not that expensive and so having a little bit of ice would be a great benefit even if it was sharing it with other people if you put ice in your igloos you want to put a little bit of water in the bottom that kind of helps to keep it even colder so, so it, you know you have all you know an igloo filled with ice and then you keep it inside just as long as it's not leaking you you'll be really good Another thing to do is when you know that the storm is coming in and it's rolling in, you want to turn down your AC so that you can cool off your house. Uh, you know because you when you lose you know when you lose power, it's going to start heating up. I would not use candles. Uh, in you know we've used candles before in the past, and if you don't have anything else, you know it's something that you definitely want to use because you want to have lights. But I would uh, you know that's going to add heat to your uh, to your home and I remember one of when we ran the group home we, when we had kids in CPS custody I remember getting home one time when the power was out and they had a bunch of candles going and it was getting really hot really quick okay one more thing in dealing with power here is um, if you have clothes like laundry that you need to do uh, you want to do that ahead of time you want to make sure that you have plenty of time to finish all your laundry beforehand but um, you know, with Hurricane Ike, there were people, and even Hurricane Harvey, um, there were people who lost power for multiple days. In, in Hurricane Ike, I mean, I know people that had lost it for like two weeks. And so, you know, if, if that's the case and you're somebody who, you know, you're right in the middle of a big laundry wash day or whatever, or you, you didn't do all that, you're going to run out of clothes. So that's just one of those things that kind of have all that stuff taken care of and, and, and buttoned up. You definitely want to make sure that you have everything outside taken care of. I know that I've talked about my little old neighbor back in the day when uh, I think it was Hurricane Ike. Maybe it was Reed. I can't remember. Uh, and we went to go check on her and she's like, oh yeah, I think I have everything fine. And we went to her backyard and she had these uh, stone squirrels on her, uh, I, I guess it was like um, you know she had this this deck and she had this rail all the way around it and so these stone squirrels and stone animals were there i mean we're talking about you know a little bit bigger than a softball so i'm like i immediately saw those and i'm like yeah these really need to i don't think she had hurricane uh experience and uh, i think she came up from from the north and uh, she, she moved to be closer to her son. And I'm like, yeah, these really need to go up because if the wind takes them, I mean, they're like a projectile, they'll be a missile. And so a stone or a cement, uh, you know, little animal here is like busting through your wall, busting through your window. And so it was really more of a protection for us as, and, and neighbors as well as herself. It's like, no, you need to do this. So you need to help out 
your old, you, you know, your your neighbors, your elderly neighbors, to to help them get things buttoned up and get things uh, taken care of, and especially even during the storm, if there's a way to check on them, uh, you can, uh, you should you should wind up doing that. So you know, I covered food and cooking and all those different kind of things, power, all those things. You, you want to make sure that you have. Um, one of the things is communication as well. So hopefully you have ways to get news and information. But uh, one of the the things that would be good too is if you have a tight neighborhood, or even if you don't have a very tight neighborhood, but you, you know a couple of the different people around there, you like you can communicate with some radios and you can say, hey, I'm going to be on channel whatever, you know, and if y'all see anything or y'all need anything or whatever, you know, let us know. Um, for you know, for my neighborhood, the Facebook page is is one of those that's very very helpful. So there is a a Facebook page for my neighborhood, and like during Hurricane Harvey, that was invaluable. And then there is um, a Facebook page for the greater area, you know. And so those are really really helpful when you're trying to get information because a lot of the times the news. They're not going to give you specific information, you know, dialed down to your local area. But when you when you have that neighborhood, there's always there's always people that go out and venture out. Um, there was this one guy who had um, a drone and he was going out and and getting footage, and so that was you know, stuff that you you didn't see anywhere else. And so it was really really cool about um, you know just being able to know what was going on in your local area. So something that you want to go ahead and, and, and consider. You know, one last thing here, and I, I know I'm missing a whole lot of stuff. I mean, uh, I'm just kind of shooting from the hip here as I'm driving to work. Um, one of the, when we had Hurricane Ike, we had some church, uh, a church family who did not lose power. So when we lost power and we were, we were dealing with all of that, I wound up staying home uh, and it was good because we had the wind event, and then that day, and then the next day, we had uh, a lot, a lot of rain. So it was good that I stayed home because our pool, our uh, our drains in the pool got uh, clogged up with leaves and stuff. And so if uh, you know, in the middle of the night, you know, you're not sleeping, you're hot, you're up, and you're looking around, and there was, uh, I, I saw that the water was coming above the pool, and so my backyard could have easily been flooded. So I was able to get back there with the flashlight and I knew where the drains were and able to unclog the, the leaks. So I was glad that I stayed, but the next night I wound up going and, and because it wasn't raining anymore. But anyway, so they didn't experience any issues. You know, they didn't lose power, none of that. But they did lose with the wind event that they, that they didn't realize is they they lost shingles and shingles kind of got you know disrupted and all that good stuff and so they wound up when the rain event came they wound up getting water in their home and uh, they had like a really high uh, you know second story home or whatever and so it was one of those things that you just couldn't you know you can get into the attic and you can see what what's there but you couldn't necessarily uh, get up there and, and and do it. It was a very steep roof, and so the the very next day, people that were you know, were coming out and they were kind of helping a little bit. You know, there were roofers and stuff. And one of the things that they did was they they were able to use a tarp to kind of get up there and uh, to to help the rain from uh, continuing to get into the home. And so, you know, it's one of those things that you might want to have is uh, some tarps 
to be able to help in, in those kind of situations. Maybe you have some materials, maybe you're a type of person that your roof, you can get up there and, and fix it really quickly. And so you'll want to do something like that. So it's another thing that you'll want to consider. But anyway, uh, just know that sometimes there is, you know, the hurricane comes and you have a lot of wind, you lose power for a little bit and you're good. And other times you can have a serious event and you can lose power for a while and you'll have to deal with that, whatever that might be. So eating the food that you have in the freezer because eventually you're running out of gas or you might have to travel really far out to fill up your gas tanks to be able to continue running your generators, whatever that might be. You need to really consider that uh, if it's a prolonged event. All right, guys, that is it for this episode. Thanks so much for hanging out with me. We will catch you on the next one. God bless. Have a great week. Peace.